Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. It's your main bitch, Kim. Happy hump day. Holy shit, you guys. That Summer House premiere was insane. I was a little, I mean, I've been excited-ish about Summer House. Now, it's not my most favorite show, I have to tell you, but I do watch it. I do know the characters. I know the cast personally. I'm just kidding. I wish I did. But no, I don't really wish I did. I'm not really super into being their friend, I guess. If I wound up being their friend, that would be cool. But like, I'm not begging to be their friend. Okay, off on a tangent. Whoa. The Summer House premiere was pretty good. I was a little surprised by certain things. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. But again, it's going to be another What the Bravo moment today. Another episode of that because our Jersey girls are not here yet. I am anxiously awaiting the premiere. Yes, I know that we all are. Still love seeing all of those commercials about it. I am ready to go. Bring me Frank Catania, please. Now. Before we get started with Summer House, I'm going to talk about some big, exciting news with family karma, baby. Vishal and Richa got married this past weekend. I think it was this past weekend, or maybe it was January 1st. I can't remember. Pretty sure it was this weekend, though, because I saw multiple photos online. They looked amazing. It looked like a wonderful celebration. I wish I was invited. I'm a little sad that I wasn't because I did meet them when they were in Chicago over the summer and I helped them with the underwear pants party thing. So a little bummed out that I wasn't invited, but I totally understand. It probably had to be a small wedding. You know what I mean? But congratulations, Vishal and Richa. You guys look beautiful. I can't wait for season three. I hope it is played out on the next season because it just looked gorgeous. So yay, Family Karma News, Vishal and Richa, they're married. Love it. Let's get back to Summer House. Summer House premiere, my thoughts, dot, dot, dot. That's, uh, those are on my notes. Here we go. I think it's going to be an interesting season with the way that everything turned out after the first episode. We see that Kyle is being out at the Hampton Social, I think it was, in the wee hours of the night after they had dinner and everyone else went home. And I guess, were they too drunk to understand that Kyle wasn't with them? I, that, I was wondering that. But he was out there in the wee hours of the night. Of course, Amanda called him like 8 million times. To be exact, it was 27. So he was alone. No one was around him. And he was just being his happy-go-lucky drunken self. Hello, you're 40. Okay. Now, we also see that Danielle is going strong with her boyfriend. We met him last season in Summer House. I'm so happy that they are still together. You know, Danielle has been pretty... She's always been the supporting role of the show, right? She's never been like the leading lady, right? So I am happy to see that her boyfriend and her are still together. They're living together. And I really personally would just like to hear more about her story. And I want her to get more screen time because quite frankly, Lindsay's kind of doing it for me like, eh, so is Paige. Like, I I just, I need someone new. Even give me more of Sierra and everything in her life. I'm just a little bit more curious on other other girls in the house. So then, so Paige is then bouncing around dating Andrea, and we see he's an actual cast member in this show now. So he's coming with a friend of his that 
is super obsessed with protein. Like the dude should be on Jersey Shore because one, I have no idea what the fuck he was saying about the whole protein thing, nor did I care, honey. I don't give a shit how much protein you put in your body. Go drink your egg whites or your egg fucking yolks and all that shit and get out of my face. Like I can't with you and I don't know if I like him just yet. But of course it was the first episode. Now Paige, if we remember... She was totally in love with Andrea when she met him in Vermont in the Winter House. And he wasn't really, I mean, he was open to having fun with her, but he, he wasn't open to being with her. But then we found out whenever they got back to New York, Paige was saying that he was pretty adamant about them not seeing other people. And Paige didn't really want to let go of that yet. She still wanted to be single and do what the fuck she wanted to do. I guess that's a New York thing to do. Okay. And then what happens? She's starting to flirt with Craig, and then I guess they hook up. So she's bouncing around two guys, Andrea and Craig. And I saw on Watch What Happens Live that most of the viewers prefer Craig over Andrea. And I think, I don't know if I would prefer either of them, but if I had to choose, it would probably be Craig. Only because we know more of his story and I think that's the reason why everyone chose Craig because we know more of his history. We've seen him on TV longer. We know his personality via the show. So I think that's why he got the win even though it was pretty close. It was almost 50-50 but I think, what's his face? Andrea had like 44 and then Craig had like the 56. So it was pretty interesting to see that. Now if we go to Lindsay... Lindsay had a pretty intense episode. I was a little, I mean, I was kind of shocked with all the information that we heard, and it was only for a few minutes when she was talking to Carl. So while they were at the Hampton Social, the new girl, I think her name is Maya, so I don't remember her yet just because she hasn't had a lot of screen time, but she's a friend of Paige's, so she is now in the summer house with them, and She was asking everyone at the table, like, oh, what's everyone's relationship status? I want to get to know everyone a little bit better. I'm single. I just broke off this five-year engagement six months ago. So eventually they get to Lindsay because they all knew uh, through the grapevine, I guess, word on the street in New York City, that she was still hanging out with the Jason guy from Winter House. And... They were asking about him, and then, well, Carl was especially, and he's like, yeah, I think that's great, da-da-da, you do what you want. Then she just looks at Carl, and she's like, you know what, fuck you, don't come after me, and then we're all like, holy shit, this is the Lindsay roller coaster, how many sandwiches have you made for me? I think that she should be best friends with Ramona because they're all like fucking like, where are they going? You talk to them and then all of a sudden they bring up something and you're like, what? what, what? Where did this conversation come from? So at first when I saw her react like that, I was like, whoa, bitch, you are way too intense. And this is part of the reason why I'm not really digging your style right now. But then in the episode we see you know, Carl was trying to talk to her and then she wasn't really having it. And then he's like, you know what? Mm, I'm going to give her some time to cool off because they have been friends for so many years now. So the next day we see them talking in Lindsay's room and then we hear like the big news. So apparently Lindsay ended up getting pregnant because I guess she thought after getting the COVID shot, like her hormones were all fucked up and her body was just doing some weird shit and she hadn't gotten her period. So then she went to the gynecologist and they said that she was six weeks pregnant. 
And then the next day, she says to Carl that she ended up having a miscarriage. And then the following day, she was in the emergency room for five hours. And she told no one, on the show at least. And Carl was just like, holy fuck, like I didn't even know. And then in his mind, he was putting the two together like, I completely understand why she reacted the way that she did. So Lindsay had a, she had a hell of a time, I do have to say. I am thankful that she released this type of information on the show because I'm pretty sure she's not the only one that has experienced this type of thing. Um, so I appreciate that. When she did say if she ended up not having the miscarriage that she would keep the baby. I was a little surprised at that only because I know that she's really into the independent woman. She wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it. But when she did say in her confessional, you know, I've always wanted this. I've always wanted a family. So I wasn't even able to process the first thing of being pregnant and then the miscarriage happened. So like it was all crazy all at once. But after I heard her saying that, it makes sense. Because if we recall seasons past, we've seen in her story that her family isn't really around. I think she's closest with her aunt. I don't know if she has a relationship with her mother or her father. So it kind of makes sense that she did say that. So At first, I was surprised, and then after I heard her in her confessional, it completely made sense. So that was her story just starting. And then we see, eventually during the season, we're going to see how Paige and Craig kind of sprout their relationship, and the same with Lindsay and Carl, because we do, in fact, know now, news alert, that they are dating. So I don't know. I I mean, I hope it's going to be a successful thing, and... I'm pulling for them, but I'm a little hesitant because I'm hesitant because of Lindsay, not necessarily because Carl. I think he has his shit together at this point because he's sober and he's just living his life a little bit differently and he looks better and he sounds better and just more confident via the show, of course. I don't know these motherfuckers. So I'm anxious to see what's going on in the season. So I'm I'm a little bit more excited about this season than seasons past and What the fuck, man? Why do I have to see Austin again? Okay, everyone knows my my loathing. I don't even want to call it loathing, but Austin, I can't stand him. He's going to be on the show. He's going to like fucking two times Sierra and I'm not here for it and I don't like it. Austin, stay with your show. Stay with your show. Call up Chelsea and ask her how to be a better human being. Okay, let's move on from Summer House. (laughs) Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, shall we? My reflection on this past episode. Oh, my God. Jen Shaw, Lisa Barlow. This was like fucking Jersey. I was watching Jersey. I wasn't watching fucking Salt Lake City. No, 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 no. I was watching Jersey Shaw and Jerry Springer all at once. Okay, all at once. What? What genius? Okay, Bravo Productions. Yes, What genius are you combining two shows, honey, two shows that have been loved by many on for a long ass time? I mean, Yin's guys really did the thing. So Jersey Shore and Jerry Springer all at once. That was just in the first 10 minutes of the episode. And now, throughout this whole time, the women, specifically Whitney and Heather, trying to figure out, really, if Mary and Meredith 
did in fact have something to do with the feds showing up at Beauty Lab and Laser. So rumors are out there also in the social media worlds trying to figure out what's going on. People are all talking about it. Here are my thoughts. I don't, I really don't think that Mary or Meredith had anything to do with calling the feds on Jen at Beauty Lab and Laser. No, no, no. However, I do feel like, and this is my opinion, I do feel like they may have had some sort of inside information that led them not to go on the so-called party bus because Heather doesn't want to go on that party bus anymore. I mean, she saw Jen Shaw get arrested. And then she also saw Jen Shaw basically Jerry Springering Lisa's ass. So she doesn't want to be on that bus anymore. And Heather, honey, I agree with you. I don't want to be on that bus. Take me on that private PJ with Lala, with the one that she's not getting anymore. Take me on that PJ with fucking Mary. Like, let's go, honey. By the flight of God, let's do it. (laughs) So... Again, I don't think that they had anything to do. They didn't call the feds on Jen. I just think they may have. Again, this is all thought. This is not fact or Bible. I think they may have had inside information that told them, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be on the fucking bus. Also throughout this episode, Heather's reactions were hilarious. Like, first of all, Heather is doing the right thing. She is not saying much of anything. She is processing it. She is trying to comprehend what's going on. She's just listening. She's strategically figuring out when she should come into the conversation. And she's just trying to figure out, like, who the fuck is, like, who is fighting with who right now? Is it Lisa and Meredith? Is it Mary and fucking Jen? Is it Mary and Jenny? I'm just, like, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like a tennis match. Boom, 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 boom. 14 love. Is that how they do that in tennis? I have no idea. I'm wondering if that dude got uh, deported from Australia because he didn't get vaccinated. I can't really remember, but I remember hearing a news story, so... Again, that was off topic. So let's get back. Whitney here is stirring the motherfucking pot. And here's the thing. I think they hired her in this cast because they knew that she does stir the pot. Maybe Heather told them because, first of all, Heather, I think, is a perfect, perfect pick for being on the show. I think we're learning a lot from her as far as the Mormon side and just her experience with everything. I do think that Mary was a great choice for the show, too, because her story is so different that we're not used to. I think it's really good to kind of put that on the screen just to figure out, like, what the fuck is up with this woman? Like, I need to know all of her secrets and we're still trying to figure them out. Thank you very much. But Whitney, she's stirring the fucking pot and she's definitely being annoying to me, much more so than usual. So I'm trying to figure out, like, Whitney, what I don't know why you're doing this all the time but we do have to have someone like that on the show because it makes the show amazing than it already is so Whitney even though you annoy me a lot of the time I do appreciate you in this time of the show I feel like I'm talking really, really fast because I have so much to say about these episodes and they're recently in my mind like this. It's insane. These past two shows I'm passionate about. And honestly, I'm really disappointed that I'm not loving Portia's Family Matters. I just feel like it's too much for me right now to like digest and process. So I can't really, I don't know. And I'm kind of like over Portia at this second. Like 
I, I don't know, give the limelight to someone else. Like, I would rather see a show about Candy's life. I know that we had it about her getting married to Todd, and that was beautiful. I love that. But I would rather have a show about Candy's life or Honey. I would rather have a motherfucking show about Phaedra fucking Parks. Please bring back Phaedra. I'm so desperate to see her on screen like it's killing me. I freaked the fuck out when I saw that Instagram post with her and Dorinda. I am so excited for this Ultimate Girls Trip 2. Just bring back fucking Phaedra. She would be such a powerhouse. Seriously, a killer powerhouse. Silent killer because that's what she does. On the Housewives of Atlanta. Oh my God. I can just see it now. It's just amazing. And she would probably shut Portia up a little bit. So I would be fine with that because Portia's, she's too much for me right now. Like I need a break from her. So I'm not watching the show really. Now, if we get back, let's get back to the potty bus in Salt Lake City, even though they were going to Zion for a nice little Mother's Day weekend from the boys. Oh, we all knew that that wasn't going to be good. It's hilarious whenever we were seeing the Jerry Springer Jersey Shore side of the show on this bus, whenever you have Jenny sitting right by Lisa and as Jen and Lisa were fighting and screaming their asses off, Jenny was just sitting there, first of all, in her awesome Vans sweatsuit. Love that. I want to find one for myself. She looked great and comfortable. Love it. But it was funny because she was just sitting there not saying a word and she wasn't even paying attention really of what they were saying. She was just minding her own business and it was amazing. Jenny, you're fucking great. I hope you come back next season because you gave a lot this season as a newbie. And honestly, a lot of the times the newbies are pretty quiet the first season. But Jenny, I do have to say you came out pretty uh, Leah McSweeney, if I do have to say, and I loved it. So just don't go back the direction that Leah did supposedly from some of the viewers out there and uh, disappoint us in season two. So or season three, essentially, you're going to be on your second season. So While Jenny was sitting there not really doing anything, I'm sure on her mind she was probably like, hmm, I wonder what snacks Jen brought so I could have a little taste. (laughs) Because that's what I was thinking. While she was yelling, I was like, Jen, what kind of snacks did you bring for the girls? Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now getting to Lisa Barlow, baby gorgeous. Uh... She's bothersome to me. I'm not loving her. I don't love that about her. I don't really like love her. She's annoying. She's probably the biggest flip-flopper friend I've ever seen on the show. Seriously. Even bigger than Ramona, if you ask me. Seriously. She can't be loyal to anyone. She's only loyal to herself. And Heather even said that on Watch What Happens Live. So true. And I said that the same exact time that Heather did. So Heather, you and I are kindred spirits for sure. She's a flip-flopper friend. She's going to go to the side that makes her look good. Whoever makes her look bad, like the bad guy in the moment, she she's trying to go and say, no, I'm not bad to you, and this is why. And she's just trying to stir them up and persuade them that they're wrong and that she's right and she's always been there. So hopefully that makes sense. She's just trying to stay face with everyone 
and be an angel when realistically we've seen on screen that she is not being an angel. She's she's a flip-flopper and I can't take it. I mean, take your flip-flops, go back to Old Navy. It's not in season yet. Let's wait till the spring and summer and then we can get them for like fucking, I don't know, like three for five dollars or something. And by the way, I love Old Navy flip-flops. So, so many different colors. Thank you for that. And this is just my own private thoughts. Jen really needs to go to some sort of anger management classes because I trust and think I'm not going to promise because I can't predict the future, but I do have a huge inkling if Jen doesn't go to jail for this whole fraud shit that she's in the middle of, she definitely could go to jail for physical assault, okay? She's batshit crazy. She is batshit crazy. And honestly, if you get in a tiff with her, I fear for your life because she goes so into a level Almost like Monique. Remember when Monique was like, I just didn't see anything. Like I saw black, there was nothing there, and I just snapped. I wonder if Jen goes through that. And also, I wonder, I'm not saying that I want people to be violent. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just thinking from the scenes in the show that we've seen, who would win, Monique or Jen? I don't know. Jen would be so erratic and crazy and she wouldn't stop she would just like go and she would probably be like the energizer bunny she would just keep going until her batteries ran out whereas I feel Monique would be very strategic on when she would strike and she kind of did that whenever she did that to Candace so I feel like it could be a really good tie so I don't know what are your thoughts not saying that I want this to happen clearly no So that was basically the whole episode that I internalized because it was very intense. Now, we're going to get to some Salt Lake City news. Word on the street, baby. Reality blurb. You know, Yin's guys know that I love the reality blurb shit. How much of it is true? Who knows? This is what I gathered on the website. Okay. Mary's church. Her sign has been removed. Hmm. But where did it go? Now, did it close after the whole cult allegations were coming toward Mary? We don't know this. Now, it could just be a temporary thing. They could be getting a new sign, new signage, put it up, and then all that kind of shit. But if you go on Google, honey, if you go on Google and you look up her church's name, I think it's Faith Temple Church, could be wrong, but look up her church's name and it says itself that it is temporarily closed what the fuck how could you close a house of god that's all i'm saying now some people who have attended her church have also mentioned to other sources that it is quote cultish and even one guy at her church i really don't know if it was cameron because the article didn't say but some guy said and i quote It's mental manipulation to try to get people to believe that she has the power to either take them to heaven or condemn them to hell. That's pretty intense. I mean, is that really what her uh, people at her church think of? I'd be scared to go to that church if that is the truth. And I just found this the other day. Like, holy shit. 
I saw this on uh, someone's Instagram, but then there I looked up this dude who's actually doing it. His name is Up and Adam. I guess that's on his Instagram handle. I don't really know his last name, but this just in, baby. He spilled out a sneak peek video. Apparently, he did an interview with Mary's mother and some other dude. Is that her father? I'm not really sure. Is that her mother's boyfriend? I'm not really sure. But this guy was on it too. But Mary's mother supposedly was on it. I also don't know what Mary's mother looks like. So I'm just going to supposedly half trust that this is Mary's mother. But anyways, people are showing it all over Instagram and uh, it's not getting blocked, so to speak. So I feel like maybe it is her mother. So he does a full interview on the Up and Adam with Mary Cosby's mom. That is actually on YouTube tonight, baby, at five o'clock. Tonight at five o'clock. Okay, so don't miss it. Damn. So apparently Mary and this other dude, I don't know who he is. Again, it could be your father. I'm not sure. They are saying that she, Mary, she is an actual victim of this whole thing. And they are saying that it is a cult and that Mary should get away from Robert Sr. Robert Sr. Okay. Because the guy says, quote, under Bob Cosby, it is a cult. <laughs> Under Bob Cosby, honey, it is a cult. Now, here's the thing. Now, I don't mean to bring up other shit and other news outside of Bravo. But if that is the case and Robert Sr. is up to this whole fucking cultish thing, I'm not necessarily shocked because of, uh, you know, who his brother is. So... Yes, I brought up Bill Cosby. Come after me. I don't care. 60 plus women. Don't give me that shit. Okay. But I wouldn't be shocked because they're brothers. So anyways, that's intense. Five o'clock tonight, YouTube TV, up and Adam with Mary Cosby's mom. Now let's get to Jersey, baby. Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. Jersey Shore's Snooky. It's funny because I was just talking about it on Salt Lake, but then we actually go to Jersey. So Snooki's calling out Andy Cohen, baby, our God, Andy Cohen. What I read here, Melissa Gorga presented the idea to Andy that Snooki would be a great fit in the Housewives franchise of Jersey. She already has kids and she has this huge following. It would make sense. My personal opinion, it's a nice thought. I don't think it would work. Too too many years for the age gap. I don't see her relating well to any of the women, really, except for Melissa. Uh, I don't see it with Teresa. It would be pretty good to see them fight, though, because I think that would be that would be a good little duel. She has nothing in common with Dolores at this point. I don't think. Same thing with Margaret. I just don't think. I just don't think that they would have anything in common to talk with. And I feel like if they did that, they would be pushing for them to be friends. And I don't think that's authentic within the Housewife show. I mean, even people said that about Roni, right? They got Ebony and Leah in here. They're much younger than the other women. And it was almost like they're trying to get the younger people to watch and be into it and all this shit. And it almost seemed fake at times with them trying to do the friend thing on the show. So I don't think it would serve very well uh, on the show and be very authentic. And I think, honestly, they would lose some viewers with that. But a lot of people think that Snooki would be a great fit. 
like I said, I don't think she'd fit in. It's like Lala joining Beverly Hills and fucking Salt Lake. I mean, I just don't see it. Lala would probably have a better chance to be with Salt Lake, but I don't think she's as sophisticated enough, sorry to say that, but not sorry, as the Salt Lake women, just saying. Now, Snooki heard about Andy saying no, he doesn't want her on the show. She went on Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, and she spoke about Andy's refusal to have her on the show. And she says, quote, I always had a good time with him, and we would go on his show and stuff like that. Ever since people bring me up being on The Housewives, he's just like, not a chance, not happening. I don't want to be on The Housewives because it's not my thing. Like, the drama and the legal shit? I'm just here to have some wine and go home. So the show's not for me, but he's so aggressive about it. He's just like, no, never. And I'm like, all right, calm down. So I guess that's a little beef. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's just Andy doesn't see it marketable. And I kind of agree with Andy. Not because he's like my number one person that I want to meet before I die. But it just makes sense in a business uh, television perspective. So... And Snooki's doing the family vacation thing that's been super successful. I mean, I don't even know how long she's been on the air, but she is doing the thing. And I think out of all the Jersey peeps, she's the one that's still married. So she is definitely being very successful with a lot of things in her life. So I fucking love Snooki and she's great. And I love what she's doing now. And I don't think she needs to be on the Housewives of New Jersey because I think she's killing it on the family vacation thing. So you go, Snooki, and... Let's go, Jersey. February, I'm ready for you. Yes. So, okay, Vanderpump. Ugh, I don't really have much to say about that. I really don't. Below Deck, ugh, same thing. I'm bored. OC is a snore fest. I don't understand why people are so excited to have Heather back. I really don't understand. People are like, oh my God, I love her. She's so good. Oh my gosh, goddess. Yes, historical OG. I don't know. No, she's got a lot of money. She likes to flaunt it. She likes to host all these parties. She's like in love with herself. She's up her own asshole. Granted, I love seeing all the shit in her house, but it's crazy because it's like, I don't know, Heather, like calm down, calm down. You have all this money, but really, what do you have? You're killing my vibe. There are no GVO. This is not good vibes only for me, and I'm bored with OC. I mean, Emily and Gina are more exciting, and I personally don't think that they have much of a storyline. Please bring back Vicky or Tamara. They are shit starters. Honestly, I know everyone fucking hates Kelly Dodd, but, like, she caused a lot of shit, too. A lot of shit that was entertaining. Now, granted, the shit that she caused the season past... Was it last season or the season before? Last season, I think, because Bronwyn was still on, but she's fucking annoying, too. That was fucked up. But seasons passed. I'm just saying. Just think of the entertainment level at this point. We're not thinking about the reality of it. We're thinking about the entertainment of it. Except for last season. But I'm just saying. You should bring back one of those women because the show would do better. That's just uh, my thoughts. So... And then my last thing in my notes here is the whole Porsche thing. I already talked about that. So yes, yins, guys, that's my spiel on all the what the Bravo moments that I have. Let me see if I see anything else. Um, oh, other little thing here. I just forgot about this. Okay. On allabouttruth.com, baby. Headline. Season 14 of Roni is slowly coming together. Yes, only three members of the current cast are returning. Now, we're like, who the fuck is that? Okay, 
Honestly, this article didn't really give me much. I do promise you that, okay? They're just saying, oh, you know, the network's kind of working on this shit to revamp the franchise. They're putting the cast together. It's a slow process. And then it says here that the source began to explain that they're trying to do a shakeup cast and that Roni fans are only supposed to expect three current housewives to return for the next season. And then it says one or two of them are expected to be OG veteran cast members. And honestly, that was pretty much the last part of the article. So it was really kind of a bunch of shit and just something to put up for people like my ass to read. (laughs) But I did. So if I'm thinking here, the one to two cast members, OG, obviously... It's going to be Sonia because she needs the money for the townhouse. And it's going to be Luann because it's good free media for her fucking cabaret show. Because I think if it's up to the network, they could be getting rid of Ramona. Now, I don't think so because I really do think that the network's smart and Ramona does bring a lot of shit. So I don't I don't think that they're going to get rid of her. But they did say up to three members, even though that little article said that a source said one to two. We don't fucking know. My mom even said maybe one's Leah. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely don't think that they should get rid of Ebony. I fucking loved her on the show. And uh, I want to hear more about her story and all this kind of shit. So I want to know how everything's doing with her dad. And I just want to know more about that. So Roni is slowly getting together. I'm sorry. It's a bunch of shit. I don't think Roni's together. They just needed to slap on an article about Roni. That's just what I'm thinking But yeah, Yins, guys, that's all I got. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Quick, fun. It was a nice little quinky. But you know what? We're anxiously anticipating Jersey. It's going to be a fucking shit show. Yes, don't ruin Teresa's love bubble. Is that what she said in the in the trailer I can't remember but then whenever fucking who Jackie I think asked Dolores do you ever want to get Margaret mad and then Dolores was like no good moment excited for that episode so until the meantime Yins guys follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R and then follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture that's Believe B-L-E-A-V Make sure to follow on Instagram, like and subscribe, subscribe on iTunes, write a comment, let me know what you like about the show, all that selfish plug shit. And you know what, Yins guys, have a beautiful week. Uh, If you had snow and shitty ass weather, I hope Yins are doing good. Shovel that fucking driveway, all that good stuff. And I will catch Yins guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.